Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another lifestyle development coaching session here on the podcast. How are we feeling today? I hope everyone listening in today is feeling great. And I have a good feeling that this conversation today will make that even better in terms of motivation and really just taking on this week. Of course, major shout out to those listening in every single week. And if you're new to our conversation, welcome in. We're officially in season four, the last quarter of the year, and we're talking all about functional health. And when it comes to functional health, we're basically referring to everything that goes into our bodies, like foods, drink, thoughts, and really even how we move our bodies. Also, how our body responds, either through good or bad symptoms, things that make us better or worse, you know, what symptoms we get, and basically what our bodies put out, how we move through this world, and how our reality shapes. And today... I want to talk about the mindset that we have when it comes to growth, change, evolving, and really everything in between. And what it boils down to is what you see here in the title, is if we're programmed to look more for obstacles or for opportunities, which frequency is our brain tuned into, which is easier or more familiar to us. I want to start with a little story. There was a point in my coaching career where I was seeing people back to back. They were in-person sessions. I was really, really busy. And it was even to the point of essentially application on either if we were able to work together at that time or not. And one of the determining factors that I was given for, you know, really determining who I could work out with is after we discussed our goals and what they wanted to accomplish and what they wanted to achieve, as I would have to ask, how confident are you that we can do this? Not even confident that you can accomplish, but just the fact that you're confident you can stick to this, stick to our weekly meetings. You can try every day. And even if you don't succeed a hundred percent, that you can just give it your all on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you that you can commit to yourself and commit to the change that you want? And at that time, if they weren't at least an eight or above, when I couldn't get them to that point of confidence in that conversation, then I was advised to instead fill that time slot with someone who had a stronger belief in themselves, in their why, and the change that they wanted to make. Now, I do want to say the nature and the style of my business has absolutely changed. I'm not a part of that group anymore. And I really just naturally tend to only speak to people who are really ready to invest their time and their energy to make that change. But I really think it's so important to help on that exact step of getting folks closer to that 
eight, nine, 10. And that's essentially a major reason why I have this podcast is to teach people and remind them that yes, even though it can feel really, really hard and really scary, and it can feel like your brain is just absolutely fighting you every step of the way. If you understand what's actually happening in your brain and you understand why it's doing that, then typically we can work around it. And while I used to be able to go on for an entire speech about what I mean here, over time working with literally hundreds of people, it really all boils down to one thing. Are you focused on opportunity or are you focused on obstacles? Our brains are so conditioned and that's just a fact. Every single one of us, our brains are conditioned through survival instincts through society and culture, and from our own formed thoughts, ideas, fears, and limiting beliefs, to spend so much more time and energy focused on the obstacles rather than the opportunity. And if you're an OG to my podcast or my coaching, then you might be guessing, right, that, yeah, it's a safety mechanism of the brain. One of the strongest emotions or physical responses that we have is to fear. So when it comes to change, growth, evolving, all of that, there can be a lot of intrinsic fears that come along with that. You know, what if I fail? What if I put all of my time and energy and effort and it's just wasted? Or what if I tell people my goals, then I can't do it and I feel embarrassed and shamed? Or what if there's people from my past that see me trying to succeed and they have all these negative things to say about me? Or even if I do succeed, what are they going to say? What is my family going to say? Will they treat me different for trying to be different? I could go on and on of all the things that our brain says to us or makes us think that are really just trying to keep us safe from negative, painful experiences. Brain's all about safety. I'll say that a thousand times. And again, if you didn't catch this, I really want to make it clear. If you're dealing with this now or have dealt with this before, I'm not saying that you are a fearful person or scared of change or not ready. It's really quite the opposite. Really, when we recognize that our brains are conditionable, That's where we can change it, but you do have to understand how and where it's been conditioned. Like I mentioned previously, we've been conditioned as a previous hunter-gatherer species, as a means to keep us alive. We are here, every single one of us, everyone listening to this podcast, everyone that's alive right now, we're here because there was a part of our ancestors' brains that worked well enough to keep them alive until later generations. We've also been conditioned through our society, where we grew up, the people we grew up around, the messaging that we heard at some point that became part of our internal dialogue, whether we recognized it or not. What you've experienced for yourself that taught your brain one thing about the world and caused you to believe X, Y, Z. Experience teaches our brain all the time. And while you might not like the sound of that at first, I'm telling you this so that you can use it to your advantage. Being aware that your brain is conditionable allows you to start conditioning it otherwise. 
you can start making what it's currently conditioned with really, really unfamiliar and way more familiar with the thoughts, things, actions, all of that that you actually want to do. You can, on a daily basis, flood your brain with messages that are contrary to what you believe now, and that'll help you change that thought. You can even start taking action and doing the things, taking the steps to get to where you want to go. Why not trying to surprise yourself? Just see what you can actually do. Why not take the first step just to see what happens and let your brain get a little closer even if you're just starting to work at it. Start breaking away that fear wall or that what-if wall. In all senses of the statement, you can literally train your brain to start looking for opportunity rather than obstacles. But for a lot of us, a lot of times, looking for obstacles can be that default mode. That's what's built into us. But it's all about perception. And really training your perception is just like training anything else. Training a muscle, training for a skill. It takes time, it takes practice, and again, it takes skill. So when it comes to skill, this is the piece I want to focus on. Having the skill to reframe your obstacles as opportunities is key, but it does take work. And that work does not include getting really good at ignoring them. And that's what I think, even if we're not thinking that directly, that's what a lot of people have an idea of that, oh, I'm just going to ignore the obstacle and I'm going to do it anyway. But really... Again, I'm going to say it's quite the opposite. If you've done a private with me or one-on-one coaching, especially if we're on a weekly or recurring schedule like most of my folks are, I always ask two questions as part of our discussion. This is always part of the checkup is what's gone really, really well since we last spoke is the first question, of course. And also what obstacle has gotten in your way or made things more difficult for you. And the reason that I ask that, as I explain to folks that I work with, is our next steps is to focus on all of the things that went right. We need to call them out, say them, list them, celebrate that, celebrate that victory, focus on it, and do more things that look like that. Find the systems that work. Find the patterns that work and continue to use them. But when it comes to the obstacles or the things that didn't go right, I want to reframe that also as an opportunity. I really don't like the thought of trying to force yourself to do something that doesn't work for you or doesn't make sense because it's not sustainable. Really, it's not. You cannot force that sustainability most of the time at least not without later burnout. Maybe you can do it for a while, but the long-term implications are not what you want to do. So if something doesn't work for you or it doesn't make sense, instead of fighting it, let's just figure out why. Notice and recognize what the obstacle is and find a way around it. We can pick a new way and just do something else. For you guys that know me, again, I'm a very visual person. So if you are visual too, here's what I see for this. It's like you are coming to a fork in the road where there's the hyperbial two paths, right? I want in this conversation to together 
walk down both paths of these roads and just take inventory. So we want to walk down the quote unquote success road and see all the things that we loved, the things that we want to create more of, what we want to replicate elsewhere. But I also want to walk with you down the obstacle road. And in my visual, it's like when we're getting to your obstacle, it's like a huge fallen tree that just blocks your whole path. And what I want you to do again, look at that obstacle, see what it is, name it, and then let's discuss. So for the sake of this example, when we get to that tree, I think what a lot of people do and what I've seen a lot of people do is spend all of their time, their energy, and their focus trying to climb over that huge obstacle, trying to climb that tree, right? And then every time they're either exhausted on the way over, they can't make it over, something like this. And now we just need to realize, recognize, and appreciate that that just doesn't work anymore. You can't climb the tree every day. We need a new solution. So let's have that discussion. Do we need to hypothetically cut that tree into pieces so that we can get rid of it? Basically in your brain, that would be like looking at why this certain event is an obstacle for you. Why does it trigger you? Why does it throw you off your path? Let's break that down and do the work. Sometimes that's inner child healing. That's looking at limiting beliefs. That's really getting into the nitty gritty. And you might not expect for me to hear me say this, but I'm all about practicality here. Sometimes is that a conversation for a later day? Do we leave that for a moment, recognize that it's there, but for this time being, forge a new path around that fallen tree? And once we're closer to our goals, maybe in a better state where we could quote unquote better climb that tree, that's where we can start to break it down. That's where we can really look at that problem, that thought process that we want to change, what have you. Or is it something completely different? Right again, back to our tree. Is there something that creates a hyperbial ladder that we can climb over it much easier? And it doesn't take all of our time, attention, and focus for that day. This is looking for the opportunity despite the obstacle that presents itself. This is giving your time, your energy, and your focus to your opportunities. And we know whatever we focus on, Whatever we give all of that to is what's reflected back to us in life. What we believe is what we see. That's just how the brain works. And it's not a small task to change your perception. Really, I'm admitting that up front. It's not a small task, but it is how you get to where you want to be. And it's something that we work at all the time. And it gets easier, just like everything else. The more we train it, the more we practice it, the more it gets ingrained and it does become like second nature. But here's why this is important, and I've said this before, but you cannot hate yourself into change. It doesn't work that way. I came up with this analogy earlier in the year, and I find myself thinking it all the time. When I work with people, it's basically like standing in a dark room and focusing so much on the darkness. All of your focus is going to the darkness, but it's how much you don't like the dark how much you want to get rid of the darkness. You want less darkness in your room. But my friends, that does nothing. Instead, you have to focus on finding light. You can't have less darkness. You only get that with more light. If you don't like your financial situation and you need more money in your checking account to do what you need to do, wanting to have less 
of not enough, you see where I'm going with that? It doesn't work. You have to change your focus instead to filling it to more. If you want to change your health or your body, you can not hate yourself into change. This is a conversation I have a lot with my nutrition folks, especially if they're dealing with health issues or they really want to change their weight. You have to give your body love. You have to give it the vitamins to heal and to nourish it. The movement that makes your blood flow, you have to come from a place of love. If you don't like your current life, you can't sit there and want less of the things that you don't want. You can do, you can try for days and days, but nothing will change. Instead, to change your life, you have to fill it with the things that you do want. And I've been working with people on change for a long, long time. And I can basically nearly without fail tell you when someone is going to be successful at something, at least at this go around, this try. And it's the way they describe what they're going to do and also the way they describe how they're going to do it. And here's some of the main signs that I've picked up on for people who are really, really going to see the change through that they've stated. Again, it could be anything, relationship, financial, health, nutrition, whatever, any change that you want in your lifestyle. Again, these are the Three things that I have seen bring you the most success. First and foremost, these people have a strong and solid why. They have a solid and real reason that they want to do what they want to do. On our financial example, if it is a financial goal and they want to make a lot of money, I'm telling you, it's much deeper than that. The answer and the why is not just to have a lot of money. It's always something much stronger. It's, I want safety for the future of my family. I want to send my kids to the education they deserve without worrying about finances. Or I want the time freedom to do these other things that are so important to me because that's my why. It's very, very strong because that's what holds you strong when motivation is fleeting or when you do come across that huge obstacle. We have our why that gives us the ability to turn that obstacle into an opportunity. Second, they give their time and energy to focus on what can go right, how it can go right. They have visualized, and we've done a whole session on visualizing, really genuinely done the thought work and visualized what it will be like when they have the thing that they want, the health, the job, the body, the money, the systems, the patterns, the day-to-day, whatever. They have felt the feelings, imagine the sights, fully experienced the emotions before the physical reality ever manifests, before it ever comes about. Their brain starts to understand it. They have been there in their head and they see fully that regardless of what obstacles are there, they see themselves there despite the how. They know it to be true. And most importantly, they fight for what they want so much more than they fight for the things that will get in their way. Remember at the beginning of the conversation when I talked about the one to 10 scale on how how ready someone was to start coaching? That's the main way to get this answer. What are you fighting for? Are you fighting for the change? Or are you fighting for the reasons that you won't 
or can't change. When you list out all the things that have made it hard for you in the past or what you will assume make it hard in the future, how do you see those things? What perception are you using? Are you defending those obstacles as reasons that you won't succeed? Or instead, putting your time and energy into looking for opportunities that come from learning, growing, and moving past anything that might stand in your way. You absolutely can create the life for yourself that you want. And this is exactly how. Start putting all your time and energy into finding the opportunity over your obstacles. Create opportunity out of obstacles. And again, the signs of someone really ready and on their way to make big change is one, they have a strong why. Two, they have done all the thought work and all the visualization to get their brain ready for the thing that they want. And three, they stop fighting for the legitimacy of their obstacles. Instead, they notice them and fight for their ability to get around them. And as always, if you need any help doing this for yourself, you absolutely can reach out to me. My website is www.purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. You can email me directly. It goes right to me, info at purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. And you can follow me on social for some quick free coaching tips. Promise to give you a smile on your feed. You can find me at Coach Tessa or Coach Tessa PLD. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm -hmm.